Are you going through an illness, a problem, or a challenge right now? Or have you been going through one for a while now? What happens when you continue to struggle and your prayers do not seem answered at all? How do you hold on to the hope and faith you profess? My guest, Kelly Sunshine Paul-Hamas, is currently experiencing this and knows how it feels. In this episode, she shares how she keeps going. I hope her story and our conversation blesses and encourages you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Digging Deep for Treasures podcast. This is your host, Cecile Valoria, a Christian author and a retired teacher. This podcast is to encourage women to grow in their faith and harness the power of the Holy Spirit as we unearth scriptural truths so that we can live a peace-filled life in this fear-prone world. Now sit back, relax, and let's dig deep for treasures from His Word. Hi, Kelly. Hi. It's nice to have you here with me today. Yeah. Thank you so much for blessing me with your presence and for your boldness and courage to come and join me today. So, Kelly, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself that you want us all to know? Okay. Well, I'm a wife and a mom. I have a bachelor's and a master's degree in elementary education, and I was a teacher um, in public school for 12 years. And then I adopted uh, some girls uh-huh. and I became a homeschool mom and teacher. <laughs> and then after they were grown, then I was looking for something to do. So I became a private tutor and started my own business. I have, I also, during that time, got a uh, master's degree in biblical counseling and did some counseling um, in the church. And then some of the other things that right now that I'm doing, most of that I don't still do. I, I do tutor off and on, but mm-hmm. the most of that I, I'm, I'm just a wife now, even though I'm a mom, my kids are grown up. You're not just a wife, by the way. A wife has so many things that the wife does, right? I mean, That's correct. Yeah. We're not just wives. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I do online church hosting for my uh-huh. church that I'm in Florida, but home church is in Georgia because we used to live in Georgia. And then when uh-huh. COVID came, everything went online, of course. And so yeah. we started watching our old church again, and it just transformed into now I'm one of the hosts for the online platform. Um, And then that grew into other things where I'm a small group leader on Zoom for The Chosen, which is an online group. And then just hobbies. I volunteer at the state park here. And I love the beach and being outside. That makes me feel good. So now when you talk about the beach, are you saying that you are close to the beach? Are you in Florida or where are you? I am in Florida and I'm about 30 minutes from the beach. Oh my gosh. I love Florida. In fact, we have a timeshare in Florida, uh-huh. in Orlando, and I've been there several times already. I've gone to Clear Lake. 
I've, I have friends in um, Lake Placid. Uh -huh. um, yeah, and I have friends in Tampa. So we've been there several times. It's kind of crazy when it rains in Florida, it rains and pours, right? Like, it does? Suddenly, like, it pours like crazy. And then you can't see a thing in the road. So That's you have correct. to go to the side of the road and stop. And then all of a sudden, the rain stops. Yes, and, and then it's sunny clear. and very, very hot again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So that's Florida for you right there. But the beaches are beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Yep. Yeah. So what beach is your favorite of all the beaches there? Well, I have several, but like on the East Coast, New Smyrna Beach is close. Uh -huh. And I love going there because I can just drive the car right out on the beach, just hop right out. I'm there. Wow. Uh, no, I don't have to tote all my stuff. I can park yeah. the car right there and pull it out. And then on the West Coast, I like to go to Sanibel Island. That's um, south of us. But it's uh -huh. a beautiful, beautiful beach. Oh. Um, I like that beach. I have to visit sometime. I know we we plan to visit this June, but then I can't. So I actually uh -huh. moved it to probably January or February uh -huh. of next year, God willing. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll visit some of those beaches that you were talking about. Or maybe even me. Yes, or maybe <laughs> even you. And we can see each other in person, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that the reason why I kind of ask you to come and join me is that um, you kind of mentioned on my Facebook page, I mm -hmm. think that's where I found you, what you said, um, that you have a story about having fears and anxieties also. Mm -hmm. Would you want to share that with us? I would be happy to share that with you uh, because I think God has done so much through such a horribly hard time. Yes. Um, so what happened was in November of 20, well, actually started in September of 2019. I started getting dizzy spells where like the rim was violently spinning. Uh-huh. Um, it would last for five minutes or so. I called the ambulance. I was in the emergency room many times, but it uh -huh. started in September and then it went to October. And each time it was getting longer. I was getting nauseous, throwing up that sort of thing until um, in November, I got up one morning and I was just sitting on the couch and then I stood up and just everything else like that just started spinning. And I was like, okay, this happened before. But it didn't stop. Yeah. It just kept going. Like I was 40 yeah. minutes in and it was still spinning so fast. It was like the teacups rides, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and I couldn't stop throwing up and I was aspirating because I couldn't breathe. And yeah. so, so we called the ambulance and went to the emergency room and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. They did all kinds of tests, every test under the I'd been to every doctor prior to that. Nobody can yeah. figure out what's going on. Um, so I, by divine appointment, I would say, had a um, 
ENT appointment with the uh, ENT that was also a neurologist uh-huh. um, set up. So after I was released from the hospital, I went to him and he diagnosed my condition. Um, uh-huh. It's called labyrinthitis. And what happens is there's a virus, I mean, any kind uh-huh. of virus. Um, yeah. But what ends up happening is it settles on the nerve um, yeah. in your ear. Yeah. And normally it will temporarily get inflammation. It'll be uh, three months at the most, and then you'll be back to normal. Yeah. I'm on three years. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm still not back to normal. Um but there's a lot of extenuating circumstances. I'm sure I prolonged my recovery. Um, anyway, when I went to this ENT, he said the nerve's been damaged 78%. So that's very extensive damage. Um, it wasn't just the inflammation. The nerve actually had damage. Okay. Oh, because it's a virus. They couldn't even give you any antibiotics yeah. because it was a virus. So you just kind of let it take its course, right? Is that what they told you? Yeah, they gave me when I was in the hospital, I was, they gave me so many medications that I didn't even know what I was doing, because they couldn't get me to stop spinning. And they couldn't get me to stop throwing up. So they had to sedate me. Oh, my Um, goodness. Yeah, it was bad. So I came home. And when I was home, I was probably in bed for, I don't know, four to six months. Yeah, because I couldn't, I couldn't do anything on my own. I had to have somebody stay with me because I couldn't dress myself. I couldn't bathe. I couldn't walk. I had to have a wheelchair, all these crazy things. So obviously, as you can imagine, the first time this happened was an extremely traumatic event because I went to stand up and I just like fell completely to the ground because if, when you have something in your ear, that's off as bad as that was. Yeah. It feels like somebody's pushing you down. It feels like you feel yeah. all the gravity of the yeah. world on you. And so it terrified me because I'm like, I'm dying. Yeah. I am dying right now. And yeah. there's nothing I can do. And I don't know what is happening. And and it was crazy. So that sparked that anxiety yeah. um, in me that I had to deal with. Because when you recover from this labyrinthitis, what happens is, is you it goes up and down and up and down. And you yeah. have a good day where maybe yeah. it's bad and then all of a sudden we start spinning again. So yeah. Your mind goes right back to, oh no, what is happening? So anytime that I feel worse, even even now, like anytime I feel worse, I start thinking, oh no, am I going back to that? I don't want to go back to that. I can't go back to that. I all the what yeah. ifs start coming in. Yeah. It just yeah. produce it's just a self-fulfilling thing. I've went to yeah. physical therapy for three years because there are exercises that can help but my physical therapist has told me, she's like, a lot of this is, is anxiety because, um, it's kind of a cycle thing. The anxiety produces dizziness. Then the dizziness produces more anxiety and it just keeps going in a circle until it's way more, way more than it needs to be. Because right now I'm dizzy all the time. Like I'm still dizzy anytime I'm up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. It's not spinning. It's just yeah. a, a, I don't know, constantly motion thing. Yeah. Yeah. So now I have to stop real quick, just to <laughs> do a, a quick check on you. 
Okay. Are you doing okay? I'm doing fine. I, I have okay. come a long, long way from those first days because okay. I didn't drive for over a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can drive now. Okay. And, good. Yeah. And you're I'm doing all right. You're a lot even braver than me because before we, we recorded, I told you how I went through the worst part of my anxiety when I was in, during my menopause, right? Right. And I, I kind of shared with you how I was a realtor also yes. uh, half time and how I was a teacher half time. Mm -hmm. And at the highest point of my anxiety during menopause, I was having vertigo, just like you're describing, mm -hmm. like your, your world is spinning. Yes. And that made me anxious about driving. Oh, yes, and yes, so, I, I know that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so my husband was the one driving me around as I shared or showed houses to clients and just drove me around because I was anxious that I might have that, that vertigo, you know, go attack while I'm driving and what yes. happens then? Yes. Yeah, so I, well, that was the reason I didn't drive for a year and a half. It wasn't because no. I was just terrified. I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah. So I can relate to you in that. You want to go ahead and continue? If um, you're if you're up to it, okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. So really what ended up happening was that sparked that anxiety, uh -huh. um, which I probably always had, but I always kind of covered it up with stay busy if, you, if that makes any sense like it was just okay let's keep busy and do this and let's keep busy yeah. and do that and that way I don't have all these thoughts or whatever running about yeah um so that's where I say that that God came in and he's just like enough yeah just that's enough of this running yeah because because I was shut down uh -huh. and you know before we started recording, you talked about type A. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Always doing something, always saying yes, always helping, always busy, busy, busy. And I went yeah. from that to nothing yeah. because I couldn't. Yeah. And man, that was hard. It's hard to be still. It's hard to listen to God when everything, you know, it's just like the rug was pulled out from underneath of me. I went through a lot during that time. Um, yeah. A lot of different emotions, anger, mm -hmm. frustration, sadness. I cried a lot. Um, oh, I yeah. think, I think, um, you know, mourning the person that yeah. I was because I won't be that person again, even, even if I have no dizziness anymore, I still will not be that person because I don't even want person anymore. Yeah that's kind of my story on where the anxiety started and it still exists today, although it's improving, but. So Kelly, when you do have this anxiety attacks, what is the first thing that you do and what has helped you the most? I wish I could answer that with all honesty, but um, the first thing I'll do, I mean, it's just like, ah, you know, one of the yeah. things, 
because you don't know it just strikes out of nowhere for no reason sometimes yeah. I will um call my husband or if he's at work or if he's home I'll be like uh, I'm feeling a little anxious you know just yeah. kind of voice it out there yeah. um yeah. because I don't know it just feels better when I can just say it or something yeah and because he experienced anxiety in the past Mm -hmm. um, he's like it's all right it's just a feeling remember it's just a feeling it isn't reality you're not going back to what you were Um, so he kind of talks me through some of that or he'll say why don't you go do this yeah why don't you go do that Um, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't because sometimes yeah. I'm very stubborn. Aren't we all? <laughs> and so, you know, I think in the anxiety thing, it can get very comfortable to be anxious. And so sometimes it's, it feels like it's easier just to be anxious than to, to, I don't know, not even fight it because fighting it doesn't work. It only makes it worse, but yeah. anyway, so that's, that's one of the things I'll do, or I'll do some, some brief. Um, the proper way yeah not with my shoulders up here but with my tummy yeah Yeah. Yeah. um, I'll turn on just some calm music Uh um I don't try to do what I had done before I don't try to necessarily fill my time up from day sun up to sundown Uh Because I don't, you know, of all things, I've had many conversations with thought about that. I do not want to be that person anymore because it doesn't leave room for him. Yeah. The kind of, kind of room that, that he wants in my life. So I don't want to do that. Yeah. So now, do you have a favorite verse that you go to? Well, I'm um, going to tell you what happened. Um, I, it's not necessarily a favorite verse. But what happened in this whole process was I know God's promises. You know, he's near to the brokenhearted. And I'm like, you're not like you've promised this. Where are you? Uh You know, I was very angry because I keep reading these promises and and it's, I'm like, but that's not what my reality is at the moment. Why is this Mm -hmm. not a, why? Yeah. Um, And then I, I went to Hebrews. I don't even know, you know. I just went to Hebrews eleven thirteen, saying that all these died in faith without having received the promises, but having seen and welcomed them from a distance. And it just hit me. It was like, I'm, I live, you know, we live in a fast food world. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not being patient at all. You know, mm-hmm. God didn't say this was going to happen now. Yes. Um, so I came to realize that these promises, God's word is faithful and God is faithful, but yes. he's not putting a timestamp on them like I am. Yeah. And so that kind of put me in a better mindset because I was at the point where I was like, am I really even a Christian? Because Christians shouldn't feel this way. They should be secure and have peace. And I don't even have peace. And I love that you brought that up because that's a question that Christians who do have anxiety sometimes will ask. It's like, Mm -hmm. I have God's promises. 
I am holding on to his word. Why am I still feeling anxious? Am I, do I not have enough faith? But yes. I have to tell you, I have to tell you that my pastor actually has anxiety as well. And Mine too. <laughs> yes. And he actually wrote a book uh -huh. about, about it. It's really helped me to also understand, yes, we are Christians. And yes, we hold on to God's word. And yes, we trust in God. But at the same time, we are living in a fallen world. Right. And so it is not for us to be guilty that we are going through things like this. Because again, we are in this world. Mm -hmm. And God has his perfect timing for everything. You were talking about how in Hebrews, it talks about the faith and how some of these people in the Old Testament didn't even get to see right. God's promises right. because God's timeline is not our timeline. Mm -hmm. And like what you talked about earlier, we're so into this fast-paced world and this, I can't wait. I don't have patience. Um, I don't want to suffer. So I need your solution. I need your healing now. You know, right. and we, I think God's timing is always for the best for us. It we is. Wait, as we wait on him, he also matures us. He transforms us. And he does a work in our lives that without this time, if he were to follow our own timeline, it wouldn't be enough to put together what he wants to put together in us. I, I completely agree with that. Things that I can see in my life that would have never changed if he yeah. just fixed it instantly. Yeah. Because I, I mean, how many years have I suffered from anxiety? Now I, I keep on saying, Lord, Thank you so much because you have g brought me through that entire time and you have taught me so much and you have shown so much of your faithfulness mm -hmm. that my faith in you, you have established. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the things that w really helped me was changing my perspective. And seeing and allowing God to show me and asking him to show me his perspective of things. Mm -hmm, right. That was one yeah. of the first things that I know that I kind of had an eye opener on was the whole faith situation. I'm like, if, if everything gets fixed immediately requires no faith. Yes. Um, yeah. So it was a. And had you asked me before that, I would have said, oh, yeah, I have faith. And people around me would have said, yes, that's one of your gifts. Yeah. And then when yeah. that happened, I think that's why that was such a big struggle for me. Because when all of that happened, I felt like my faith was not even a mustard seed. Yeah. <laughs> not even that. Um, I was like, where was that faith that I thought I had? 
Well, but the thing too is, you know that during those times when we are so vulnerable, the mm -hmm. enemy kicks in and, and throws his darts and arrows at us and makes us feel guilty or yes. brings in the lies that we start thinking yes. where, you know, where is your faith? Oh my goodness. You said you're a woman of faith. Where is that faith now? But right. God knows. God knows us better than we do. Right. Yeah. So go ahead, Kelly. I want to hear some more. Um, well, that was that was kind of the the big deal of that. But through all of this, I um, started talking with my pastor, and so many things have grown out of me kind of not being able to do anything else. I mentioned yeah. before that I do um, the online hosting with the church yeah. that yeah. I share with, with other ladies, but that grew out of, you need something else to focus on. Yeah. The group that I lead um, with the chosen, where we discuss that, uh -huh. um, that all came out of that. And that is, that's just, outward things that that you can see like inward changes that have taken place are they're just extraordinary to me the the clarity of some of the things that I can see now that I couldn't before the, the like I said the faith yeah in knowing that okay you know what these are promises but God didn't say I was going to see these while I was living I may not see them you know, mm -hmm. the healing may not come until I exist no more, but I will mm -hmm. be healed. So just the deepening of those things has been, it just couldn't, you know, you look at things and I, I would never say, hey, I want this to happen again, please. Yeah. But when you get to the end of it, you're like, that was worth it. I don't want it to happen yeah. again. Please, let's not do this again. <laughs> but it was worth it. Yes, yes. Exactly. That's kind of where, where that is with me. Yeah. Is there a place if people want to connect with you? I know you talked about your Facebook, Facebook group with the chosen. Mm -hmm. If people want to get involved in that or, um, you know, connect with you through that, is that something that they can do? They can. The chosen is the Facebook page. Um, it's not the chosen, like the main page It uh -huh. is the chosen. I'm not sure how it's labeled, but if they do a search, I feel like they will find it. I might be able to look here real quick and give you the specific name. Um, and then the other one, I do have a Facebook page that's called Confident Hope. Uh -huh. And that is, that is specifically the members in that group are people that have similar issues with vestibular issues or balance okay. issues because those balance and anxiety are so closely related yeah um because what ends up happening you almost feel disembodied a little bit yeah so you can yeah. imagine the anxiety that comes with feeling like you're not really in your own skin sometimes yeah yeah um yeah. so that the confident hope is that one that okay. one's specific for that. The other one is the chosen Bible study. Okay. Okay. So I will go ahead and put all this in my show notes. 
So people okay. can get hold of you through that and they can request. Because these are both private groups, right? They are, yeah. Yeah, so that they would have to ask or request to join. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's good. Now, is there something that you want to leave with our audience? Um, you know, some encouraging, inspiring words other than what you've already done for us? Um, and before you say something on that, have you ever gone through therapy or counseling for the issues that you've gone through? I have used several counselors and uh -huh. none of them seem to get it. And I'll just okay. say, because it's a complex case in yeah. the yeah. sense of it's not just strictly anxiety. It is yeah. anxiety intermingled with an actual medical problem. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it has helped. There have been things that have, have helped, but it's still very kind of convoluted and twisted up together. Yeah. yeah. And I have to say that for our audience is that you know, it is always important to seek medical help. Kelly and I talked earlier about how I was constantly in the emergency room like she was. <laughs> and knowing that every time I went to the emergency room and they diagnosed me as my heart was good, my everything was good, just gave me confidence that when I'm at home and I start feeling anxiety and I feel the same kind of things that I felt when I went to the emergency room, I could tell myself, okay, it's not a heart attack. It's not this. Um, but that you have to have professional and medical help first so that you can be checked and you can have confidence when you feel the same things, if it mm -hmm. continues to go on. And also that, you know, having um, also counseling and therapy. Mm -hmm. really are two helpful things. I myself went to my doctor and asked for a behavioral therapist uh -huh. because, yeah, because I went uh, for my master's, I went into behav behavioral medicine mm -hmm. as, for my master's degree. And I saw that it could help. Right. So I asked my doctor to send me to a behavioral therapist and he did. And all I needed was just three days and that's uh, it. That's great. And that kind of helped me mm -hmm. in the way that I um, looked at my healing, looked at my progress. Right. Yeah. Cause basically one of the things that really helped me out a lot was when my behavioral therapist said, after I, I told her, I said, well, you know, I've gone through this for such a long time. Why am I still going through this? You right. Know, just like what you were saying, mm -hmm. she said, Cecile, I want you to look at how you were a year ago, three years ago, two years ago. I want you to look at how mm -hmm. you were a month ago or yesterday. What were the things that you couldn't do then that now you could do? And take those things and be thankful for those things and rejoice and celebrate those things because you have made progress. So that really helped me so much. Just looking at those little things mm -hmm. that sometimes we just 
let slip and it just glides and yes count those mm -hmm. but there are so many little things that when someone tells me well how come i'm not seeing god's hand well first of all look at the yeah. sunrise right he has given you another day yes His hand is on you mm -hmm. look at the sun the rain the flowers everything your health besides mm -hmm. all the anxiety and everything right you still have good health so i think when we count those little things and start being thankful and praising god for those little things it also helps us yes that was um one of the things that my pastor did tell me you know to remember the 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 little things I started, mm -hmm. actually started a, um, a, in the evening, you know, three things to be thankful for this day. I love that. Um, that's one thing. And my husband, he would do the same thing that your counselor said, you know, you have, look at the things that you can do now. You are not where you were. You couldn't even get yeah. out of bed. You yeah. couldn't get out of the wheelchair. Yeah. You couldn't do this. And now you can do this, Yeah. you know, but it's so slow. And when it's you that's doing it, you miss those. It's like growing up, you know, you yeah. don't notice that you're growing, but you are. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. So, so do you want to go ahead and share with us an inspiration, a, an encouraging word to. I'm going to tell you the things that I think helped me and maybe will help others is okay. to pray a lot, uh -huh. a lot. <laughs> One thing that I tried not to do, but finally just caved, caved in on it, and it was so helpful, is just cry. If you need to cry, cry. Yeah. Um, and cry out to God as well. He mm -hmm. He knows anyway. So, you know, yeah. those things. Uh, I found that reading the Psalms, Psalms was extremely helpful as well, because it's short bits. Yeah, you know, for the most part, and it's very emotion filled. Yes. Um, and then the others are kind of practical in the sense of, you know, use the giftings that God's given you. Mm -hmm. Because I think then that's you're not feeling because I was have, struggling with feeling useless. And I mm. had no purpose. And mm. so um, I started writing and, and doing those things that I enjoy and that help me clarify things so i would encourage people to use the giftings that god's given them yeah. and absolutely 100 percent surround yourself with people that are going to continue to encourage you because it's such an up and down with fear and anxiety that you can drop like a rock in a second <laughs> yes and you need exactly. somebody reminding you that this is not permanent yeah. and this is just feelings and sensations not reality mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Surround yourself with people who will pray with you and pray Absolute. for you. Yes, I had a friend, um, Melanie, who I would, I called her and I said, I can't even pray. Some days I just can't even pray because I can't even think. And I said, will you call me once a day and pray with me? And she yeah. committed to do that. And that was just amazing to me. Um, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were made for community. We are made for each other mm -hmm. and we are made to support each other. 
and encourage each other. Mm -hmm. So any other thing you want to add, Kelly? Um, I don't think so. Just God is there. God is good. I know it doesn't seem like it sometimes, but we can't go on how we feel. We have to go on what his word says and the truth. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank you again, Kelly, for being with me today. I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate your boldness and courage to even sit down and and talk to me about this. I know it is a difficult thing. I mean, especially um, while going through anxiety and stuff. It's Mm -hmm. difficult. Yes. But you showed courage, you showed faith, you showed boldness. And I have to commend you for that. That is a praiseworthy thing for God because yes. he, has, he has shown you throughout this conversation <laughs> that you can do this. You right. are, yes. yeah, you are made to do this. And um, so thank you so much. I really appreciate you and all the things, the encouragement and blessing that you have been to us today. Well, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Digging Deep for Treasures. If you enjoyed it, I'd love for you to subscribe so you don't miss any future ones. Of course, it would be amazing if you leave a rating and review. This will help more women find the podcast and grow in their faith and peace. If you're not sure how to leave a rating and review, click on the podcast app you're listening to and look for the ratings and review option. I'd also like to invite you to join my private Facebook group so we can get to know each other more. It's a great community where we can engage, learn, and grow together. Just hop on to at Digging Deeper Treasures, then enter your name and email, and you'll receive an invite for the group. You can also connect with me on my website, cecilvaloria.com, or on Instagram at, at Valoria Cecile. Thank you once again, and may you have a blessed week. See you next week.